everyone to another episode of the Reckless Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Kim Nash. I'm also joined by my co-host. Oh, this is Ashley North here, and we're excited to have Benjamin on today. So it's going to be a really fun episode. So let's just wait and see what we're going to do, because you never know. Yeah. So um, please welcome <laughs> our guest, Benjamin or Ben McLaughlin. Yay. Yeah, I realise it says Benjamin on Zoom. It sounds very official. It sounds like I'm talking to my mum. It's very, I don't like it. But, <laughs> but, like, but you know, but Ben's, but, you know, Ben's, but no, thank you very much for having me on, guys. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you're very lucky because you're on the episode just before the stand-up special. I know, exactly. So I'm kind of like, if anything, I'm like the kind of warm-up. I'm like the teaser trailer for all those people you're going to get on. Uh, so no pressure, uh, but, uh, but no, they, those guys are going to be great. And uh, but no, yeah, no, yes, no. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to have a uh, sort of a, a solo run at it, and then we'll see how we get off. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think the best thing to do really is um, Ben tell people a bit about yourself because some people may not know who you are. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, there'll probably be a lot longer list than people that do, mate. Uh, you know, only a few. Uh, if you but no, um, I don't know, mate. Uh, where do you start? So I do comedy occasionally when I can. Obviously, with all this uh, stuff going on, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I just yeah, I've been doing comedy for three years now, almost three and a half years, and just yeah, man, just knocking on that door, writing loads of shows, and trying to go up to the Edinburgh Festival soon, and all those kind of. You never know. I could cross the pond, Ashley, and come and you know what I mean, and, and see what we could do over there. But um, but you know, yeah. So just. Just doing that, man. Just kind of trying to trying to get better. Just trying to get better every time. Yeah, definitely. And um, obviously, I've had the pleasure of performing alongside Ben. How many times now? Two, oh. three. Uh, I think it's, I think I think two or three, mate. I think. I think. I think yeah. I think we. I think we are on two because I met you at your first gig, didn't I? I met you at your first gig in Eastleigh. Oh yeah, yeah. And was it your first gig that one in Eastleigh? Uh, when was that? I can't remember. Yeah. And then I met. Oh, I can't remember, either, mate. It was probably like I probably did like a load more. I was like, yeah. that's the thing. You just like that's the thing, especially especially when you like when you come from the Isle of Wight as well. You just kind of get on the boat and you don't really know where you're going. You just get on the train, get on the boat, and that's it. And that's uh, that's all you do. But um, yeah. Then I met you, and then I saw you again at the Kings. Uh, probably about probably a few months later. Yeah, I'll be totally honest. I did not even realise that was you. Yeah, mate, I'll be honest with you. It's been a rough few months since you last saw me, but uh, I kind of let myself go a bit. Um, that's probably that's why I'm also not showing my face as well. I don't want the first impression of Ashley to go, oh, my good Lord. So that's so why I'm... Uh, that's basically, why I'm, you have, like, long hair and a beard now. Oh. I mean, no, do, you know I, do you know what I had to, I had to actually get it trimmed off? I, uh, well, say long hair and a beard. I just looked a bit trampy, which I don't mind, by the way. I think I think tramp look is always the way to go. Like it's just life is just more, more relaxed. Like you're not like, oh, how do I look? Oh, what are people gonna think? You're just a tramp. No one gives a shit. It's great, and people give you change, and people give you change. It's great. No, that's magic. That did happen to me once. I remember we, I sat down outside. <laughs> They yeah, I said, homeless? yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I was, I was sat outside the train station, like yeah. getting ready to go, like you know, just like getting my stuff ready, because you mm -hmm. know, life was going, life was going well at this point, and uh, yeah, and I just sat down sat, sat outside, and someone just gave me like, they gave me fifty p, and they went, stay safe, mate. I was like, no worries. Mate. Like, no worries. Yeah. And I'll tell you, up to that point, it was probably the highest check I made in comedy at that point. So uh, there you go. 
and uh, <laughs> maybe fifty p on the side of the street on the way to a gig. I'll take that. Oh my god! My... No, no, I've 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 learned to groom myself a bit more. But yeah, go on. Sorry. My my boyfriend when you know here in New York with the with the pandemic, I had to cut his hair, and then like he would just and he's Cuban. So what happens is he starts screaming at me in Spanish, and nice. and it's just like. And he has a Russian hairstylist. So what's yeah. happening? He goes, do my hair like the Russian. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, and, and then all of a sudden there was like this, like slight chunk out of the back of his head, you know? And then I just fucking left it there. Like, it was fair like, enough, fair enough. Honestly, I don't trust, like, my to me are just not a good idea. No, I like, it wasn't super bad, but like no. it, was, it was kind of like, I was like, um, and, and then, you know, we were shooting it with my work and we were oh. making fun of the chunk that was missing. <laughs> nice. You <laughs> never oh. knew. <laughs> oh, mate, that's, oh, that's, no, I just, I just, I didn't trust it. So like I had to, like uh, one of my family members did it for me. Yeah. And family member, I can, I can just out trust to do my hair for me. But like, the thing is, I couldn't trust one of my friends. And not because I don't love my friends and not because they don't do a good job. It's because, to me, a haircut is like a hair tattoo. You know, the ones that don't stay on permanently oh, well, there for a little while. And I have the same attitude of like, would I let my friend henna tattoo me? No. no. Okay, therefore. And I'm not going to lie to you. My mother cut my hair. And the first thing she did was she just like, she literally just shaved off half my fringe with like no warning. That's the first thing she did. And I have to admit, I did call her a psycho, like very loudly. <laughs> I, I shouted that she was a psycho. And I apologized for that. But I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to have to I'm gonna get it all off. Like, I'm going to have to get it all off. I feel like the second time I did his hair, it looked fine because we actually had a meeting at a film studio in Atlanta. So like it actually looked good, but I was like cutting it short. But what I did, and I know this sounds horrible, but I actually put like a, a like, um, what is it, a tablet? Uh, and, and I put Netflix on it, like like he was nice. five years old. Nice, yeah, yeah, you had to distract him with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, watch some guys actually get killed and murdered. And I will cut your hair. Yeah, you didn't put like Sweeney Todd. You didn't put like Sweeney Todd on or anything, did you? No, no. I mean, it was some <laughs> like heinous murder, like you know, Al Capone kind of stuff. Nice. And then like I literally gave him a drink of vodka, and just then the second haircut actually came out decent because he wasn't mad yelling at me. I mean, I did everything but give him a pacifier. You know, I yeah, mean, nice. it, is, it, is it was it not a sexy Spanish? You, uh, you know it is it's kind of funny our house is kind of like an episode of i love lucy so you know <laughs> and you know i'm an you know i'm blonde now but i'm you know i'm a natural redhead so like you know you got the redhead like the who can say i'm the one that can sing and he just yells a lot but you know the, it, it's just sounds like love oh it, it's so much like we live together i'm like you know, the the night will end with just like the words, and I hate to say this, to excuse my language, but the fuck up and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> it's like, it's so modern day. Yeah. And my boss called me this morning, and all of a sudden, I was like, I pressed like answer, I didn't realize I'd answered, and I said, I was saying, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. And he goes, and the Italian goes, you know, this is a Catholic office. I said, you realize we're not in the office because of the pandemic, right? You dumb douche. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what about you, Kim? Have you invested in a uh, DIY haircut? 
Um, <laughs> no, I'm letting mine grow out at the moment. Mainly, well, my, and you my well, actually, no, my stepdad offered to um cut it, and I'm like, you a, it's not that I don't trust you. It's you will make me look like a bold motherfucker. What if he shaves your head? If he sh if he shaves my head, then I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah, no, oh mate, I I had I've I've written this joke about it. I said I can't have my head shaved because if I have my head shaved, I look like I'm queuing for Disney. Like it just wouldn't look very good. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, would, it would look so bad. It would look so bad. I was like, I just can't, I just can't do that. I, I saw some guy at a bar and he literally like, shaved his head because he didn't really know what to do with his hair. And I swear he looked like a big penis head. It was so yeah. bad. Oh, mate. Like, it's like, do you know what though? So, some guys can pull it off, but like, I just know for a fact, because I'm like, I'm like short, like baby face, chubby. I just know for, I'm just, I'll look like a fucking... Oh my god, it will look so bad. It'll look like I'm just looking for my mum. It will look so bad. I'm like, oh, it's so low. So I think, I think, you know, so I, and then I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, you yeah, know, I'll just grow my hair out. But then even then, I look like I'm transitioning. It just doesn't, you know what I mean? So like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to find like a middle ground. And the middle ground I've got to is kind of butch lesbian. So that, that's, what, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yeah, um, the word lesbian is definitely one way to describe how you look on stage, Ben, to be brutally yeah, honest. Yeah, 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 well, I mean, I mean, I hype it up on stage, like, you know, I'll wear, like, a jacket, wear nail varnish, like, I'll hype it up so people, like, look at me and go, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, like, that's you know, my I'll... reaction, that's my reaction whenever yeah, I'm yeah, on stage, yeah. what the fuck is that? Yeah, I mean, and I'll be honest with you, mate. As a perverse part of me that does get a kick out of that, I'm just like, this is amazing. But it's also to me as well, because then obviously, because I don't like that off stage. It's embarrassing. I can kind of, you know, have my stage life and have my sort of normal, boring, everyday like loser life. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, what do you do? Are you in like sweats and a t-shirt and like have your hair all sticking out of place and then running around like? I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you, Ashley. And this is the first time we've met each other, and you haven't seen me yet. I'll be honest, Ashley. You're absolutely bang on. Uh, I'm wearing tracksuits right now. I'm in a t-shirt, and I'm just lounging about. That's what I normally do. And then if I have to leave the house, I'll like you know maybe make a little bit more of an effort. But I'm just wearing jeans and t-shirt. I do not put any effort in at all. I just kind of. But unless I'm going to a gig, and then I like paint my nails black, I slick my hair back wear a leather jacket. This sounds like a fashion sort of like, and this week, the butch lesbian comedian look. Like, it sounds oh like a my God. Weird no, I was at a film festival and I was hosting something right before the pandemic started and there was a guy who had all these like earrings in his face and he had like yeah. a like a, an Armani suit on. It really cracked me up. His whole tattoo face. And he goes, do I look distinguished? I'm like, dude, you can't even pass through a metal detector at JFK. What the fuck? Like, it's yeah. like, how are you doing this right now? No, you know? like, and, and I thought he was joking with me, but he was totally serious. And like every hair in his head was sticking straight up on his head. I was like, what are you doing to me? Um, and I was trying not to laugh because I had to go on stage and be like, hi, I'm like this cool person that is going to introduce you to some people instead of going, look at that dude. Like, <laughs> you totally should have. You should have opened with like, hi, nice to see everyone. But what the fuck is going on with that? Like, you, should have, you, should have, you should have opened with that. You definitely should have opened with that. It's like, I was almost damn it. I'm sitting there like, 
you know it's like well what if somebody like puts a magnet to his face or something you know because it's that kind of crowd i mean it was that kind of crowd that would just put like a magnet straight to his face until you know he was like stuck to like some bar somewhere with you know the lens that actually (laughs) was fucking funny (laughs) well it'd be so funny yeah do you know what talking talking about face face pacing do you want to hear like a funny comedy story so this was in my early startings as a as a as a, as a comedian. Um, this was probably like I was probably like a year and a half in, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so that and they said, look, uh, it's on the Isle of Wight. That's where I'm from. And I was like, okay, so not far to travel. Nice to have to get a boat to get a train. Like it's all good. They said, yeah. So we need you to do half an hour. I was like, that's not a problem. I can do half an hour. That's fine. Because uh, I literally do nothing else apart from this, so it's not a problem. I, you know what I mean? And they said, uh, "Right, but it's going to be as part of a burlesque show. Is that all right?" Now, oh, I, I just want, yeah, I just want, I just want to point this out now. I was not burlesquing. I was not taking <laughs> oh my, my clothes. God. Off. That like, would have been awesome. <laughs> no, I know. Like all I'm saying is, right, my career has not gone that badly yet, to which I have had to take my clothes off. Right, I'm not saying it's not going to get to that point, but at the moment, we're not there. Right. So I go to this show and all I'm saying is, is uh, I go upstairs to the green room. I did that in inverted commas because the green room was the room above the pub where a load of women were just wearing no clothes whatsoever. Um, now, to which I was very uncomfortable with, right? Because I'm awkward as hell anyway, right? Uh, and I do what I say this, right? People thought I was autistic as a child. Let me tell you, I was amazing at eye contact that day. I was incredible. <laughs> I did not, I did not take my eyes off anyone's eyes. I was like, I am only staring at your eyes. I'm not looking anywhere else. Because if not, I feel like it might poke me in the eye. Like, I was so scared. Oh and my god! And it gets worse, right? It gets worse, right? So, it, so then I end up going, I end up going on stage probably about twenty to one in the morning. The show is meant to finish at 11, which is 20 to 1 in the morning I'm going on stage. The guy before uh, I go on was a gentleman with face piercings, with, oh, goth, no. make, with, yeah, with goth makeup on, and then just a suit. Like, so like you say, like, I, it made no sense to me. I was like, this doesn't look right. And then he then proceeded to get drunk. And then, I don't know if you know what this is, actually, uh, in America. Give me my what it is. But like, do you know what a fetish artist is? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. So he was one of those. That I didn't realize he was. I didn't realize he was one of these, right? So then he proceeds to start shoving glass up his ass. Holy. And yeah. Oh, I, I know. And then and then like and then that was part of his act. And then he just stopped, pulled the glass out, put it in a bag, and then went up to the microphone and said. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the comedy section. Oh <laughs> my god! Go I, I had to go on stage. I had I had to go on stage after that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my god! So Kim, you know when I say to you like, oh no, don't worry about it. This ain't the worst gig for our country mile. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, believe it or not, that's gig. That gig's not even the worst gig I've ever had. Like, it's oh, just, that's just one of oh, I've had some bad gigs, but whole. I mean, I thought Dancing yeah. with a Midget on national television was bad. I mean, that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the best way I've ever heard an intro of a story. I thought that was <laughs> I mean That's it. That's amazing. Oh, fuck you know. Um, yeah, literally. So, and by the way, I only got paid 25 quid. But it what? was like. Oh, 25 for that? 
Yeah, and I'll tell you what, right? I didn't eat that, didn't even come as a therapy that I needed to fucking. Oh <laughs> it was mad. Like, and then, like, you know, but honestly, like, and people say to me, that's not a true story. I promise you, that's a true story. Just ask everyone that to fill out police reports. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. But it was a true story. It was, a, it was, it's 100% a true story. Oh my god! Was, so, so that's the hum. That's the that's the humble beginnings, man. And I and I thought to myself, I was like, if I can keep going and doing stand up after this gig, I'm fine. So now I look at every situation and I go, at least I'm you not watching. You compare it to a, that one. Yeah, at least I'm not watching a man dash his arsehole. Taking glass out of his ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so um. So yeah. <laughs> Um, let's talk a bit about stand-up because you're obviously a stand-up comedian, Ben. Uh, just before the pandemic started, you had your own sort of I, I, show. Is it the best way to put it? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, me talking shit for an hour. I, I guess you could call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, tell us a bit about that. Where did the idea come for? Um, I can't even fucking remember what it was called now. <laughs> oh, come on, Kim. I was supposed to turn up. I was supposed I know, to turn yeah. up, but then I went, oh, fuck, my bank account. Uh, like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. That's all right. No, that's all right. You got a comedian's bank account. All right, it's fine. Uh, so, uh, no, so, yeah, so I, I did a show, like, two years before um, at this little venue on the island, and um, just an hour-long show. And because I just, want, I just really wanted to do one, I kind of realised that like, I'd done loads of material, but like I didn't really have anything to kind of bookmark it, if that makes sense. So I was like, right, okay, you need to write a show now and you need to. So the first one was like called I Can't Believe My Luck and it was about how unlucky I am in life. And then I'd like rant about how unlucky I am. And then by the end of the show, I kind of realized how, what a fortunate position I'm in to be able to do stand up and be creative and stuff like that. So, and then I took a break. Well, I didn't write a show uh, the year after because it was kind of a rough year. I wasn't really doing stand-up a lot. I was doing it, but I wasn't doing it as much as I wanted to. And then I, um, and then I remember one morning I had a bit of a not to get too emotional, but I had a kind of bit of a breakdown, like probably like probably like a year, like a year later. And I kind of said to, and I was, I remember, and then like I got therapy, and I was, I was fine, and I was like, you know, I mean, I was working, I got sober, everything. I'm still sober now, all that kind of stuff. And then I said, um, you know, and then I said, like, oh, what was the what was the thing that made me snap? What was the thing that, you know, made me kind of who I was back then? And then I also thought I could cash in and use all the Thanos imagery, because obviously at the time, like, uh, what's that, you know, the new Avengers movie with the Infinity Gauntlet, that was massive. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll just cash in and I'll use that to get people through the door. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it was it was just a show about that. It was just a show about how like how I'm trying to be a better person and where I was back then and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I I thought it, you know it's not really for me to say. And I'm sure Kim, as you as you know, to me, I will I have a very negative view of my stand up. So like I won't be very positive about my stuff. So like I um Grant my friend Alan he said the other day he said um on a podcast he was like. We're, they were talking about me or whatever, and they said, yeah, but the thing is with Benny, he goes on expecting to lose, and I guess I kind of do in a way. It's kind of thing of, um, do you know what I mean? And then, you know, so, so I, I thought it went good. Like, we, we got probably, I think we had about 50, 60, 60, 70 people there um, just to kind of see the show, and that was good. And, um, yeah, and I'm just writing the third one at the moment and trying to, trying to, trying to stay away from coronavirus jokes because you just know everyone's knocking on that door, so... 
I'm just trying to write about how much of a loser I am, basically. Um, and it's going great. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, yeah. Generally. I, I'll definitely try and get out to that one because um, I missed out on that. Oh, thanks, man. Like, it was a fun, it was a real fun night. Yeah, it was because um, I, because basically I went from having, I went from having no support acts to having three in like, and in, in, in like a short space of time. And then that, and I realised it was like a lot more fun uh, to have your friends there, if that makes sense. And you know, we and then so just kind of, you know, we did the show and it went great. Uh, the guys did great. I say I, I don't want to say, oh, I was an eight. I don't know. I don't, I personally, I got off stage and didn't think I did that well. But then, like you know, then people were saying to me, you need to shut up and start being grateful. Like you did fine. Like you, know, you need to. But you know, that's just that's just the pessimistic sort of side of it. Um, that I guess keeps you going in stand-up because if you think you're amazing, I guess you're probably not going to get very far, like right away. You know, you think like, oh mate, I've told three jokes and I'm brilliant. You're like, oh, okay. Like I was going to joke about how I don't trust people that don't hate themselves just a little bit. Like <laughs> you don't look at themselves in the mirror occasionally and just go, you're a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? And then I said, I said that to my normal, I said that to my normal friends. I call every to everyone who's in a comedian or before. I call them muggles. Like uh, Harry Potter, I'm like, if you like, you know, I, I explain it to muggles that like, I don't trust people, I don't hate themselves. And they look at me and they go, do you want to maybe see someone? Do you want to go to that place with the padded room and the nice doctors? I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, that, that, that's it. I tell you what, doing stand-up certainly keeps me away from going insane. I don't know about, I don't know about you guys, but like me. performing, I, but me without performing, I'd, I'd be like, I'd, I'd just be screaming it pigeons and just go mental um i think i think for me stand-up allows me to sort of just escape from my what i call vein of an of an existence or just what is supposed to be a human life and stand-up allows me really to get up on stage and say what the fuck i want like i go to a gig and i say i say to myself as i'm going up onto that stage i don't give a flying fuck what people think out there but deep down when i get home i'm like yeah that was shit <laughs> well, there's, there, there, there's a thing of like um i don't know yeah it's yeah no there's a thing of like because obviously when you write when you write jokes or you write anything whether it's a script or but for me it's any jokes like yeah you know, it all it is jokes but when you write jokes like at first you think oh this is going to be great and then but yeah, this the second. I'm sure you've seen it, Kim. Like, if maybe one of my gigs didn't go, if maybe if they don't laugh at a joke, I'll like batter an audience until they laugh. So I will stay on topic yeah. until yeah, I get that yeah, laugh, right. until I can, until I can, until I can move on. Because I'm so bitter. I'm like, no, no, you need to laugh at something. If not, I can't move on. And the thing is, is I, what I'm actually doing. Like everyone keeps saying to me, like they go, oh my god, yeah, you look really healthy. Why is that? I said, yeah, because I'm not up till four a.m. thinking about jokes or thinking about how I can say certain things or whatever. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so yeah, this, this, this breaks, like, I don't know, I didn't, I don't miss it as much as I thought I would, but like, of course I still miss it, and of course, you know, because because you, you can only do so much with stand-up when you write it, you know what I mean? You can write it and then you go, oh, that'd be a great joke, who am I going to say it to? The wall or my cat, and then that's as far as it goes, and I'm sorry, my cat is not a good audience member, so, I guess you know. If, if it was one meowly, he's like, yeah. He may like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, you know, no, I, I, I screw with the neighborhood cat by doing that. Sorry. Nice. No, I mean, I mean, I imagine, imagine if like I'm so used to cats meowing that that's the only way I wanted audiences to respond. Imagine just a load of people meowing. <laughs> in the 
<laughs> I, I don't want you to laugh today. I'd like you to meow every time. Like the cat guy instead of the cat lady. You know how they have the cat lady? You oh, yeah. Cat oh, mate. Yeah. If, if, I did, if I didn't have stand-up, I, that, that would be me, 100%. I'd, oh, God. I can't even imagine. Like, if I, I was just so lost before I started doing it. And then I did my first gig, and I was like, oh, okay, this is what I'm dedicating the rest of my life. Did someone say a five-hour journey for a five-minute gig? Yeah, that's fine with me, and I just do that all the time. I've done that, too. I mean, I've done music as well. You know, you travel, and you have so much fun, you forget that you had to travel X amount of hours to do yeah, so. Yeah, 100%. I think the furthest yeah, yeah, I've travelled for a gig is like I think two hours. I think maximum. I think. Oh, nice. I well, I went to Manchester for a gig. Um, I went to Lucky Manchester. Uh, yeah, I went. I went to. I went to Edinburgh, obviously, to do some gigs up there. I uh, hate I've you right now, to... Ben. I am. I've got an eternal <laughs> hatred for you now. I'm I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry, but you know, but like you know, I just, I just I'm just dumb enough to just go. Oh yeah, screw it. Like because the thing was, I never really like before before um before I did stand up, I kind of never really left the Isle of Wight. Really, like I maybe left it once or twice, but like never like. But now I'm leaving it. Well, it certainly before the pandemic, I was leaving it like every like every like you know at least a few times a week just to come and shout shout God knows what a room full of people. And um, you know, I know, and I most recently I did a I did a gig, uh, a really nice gig, in Devon, uh, which uh, that was that was six hours in the car, I think. Yeah. Oh really? And it was, yeah, but it was like it was only like seven minutes, and um, but like you know, but it was for a competition, and I don't really like competitions too much, personally, just because it's like a short time span. And I think if you're really going to be funny, you need at least like 10, 15 minutes. And normally they give you like five or seven minutes. And I'm just not that kind of funny over that amount of time. Yeah. Uh, generally, because it, it, take, it takes a little while to warm up to my stuff. Like, you know, I can't just go like, so how's everybody doing? So let me tell you about my weird life, huh? Because people go, what the hell is going on, right? Because obviously, <laughs> I'm, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, like, so that's obviously every competition I've done it. Like, I don't know, I've done well in some of them. But um, but I don't think it was mainly because of me. Does that make sense? Like I think I yeah. think there were other factors that allowed me to do well. Whereas um, yes and no, it was very confident. It was just fun just to be on the road and just to, like that shit for six hours. And you go, have you got work in the morning? You go, yeah. And you get in at three in the morning. You got work at nine. And you're like, right, let's get in the shower, have some coffee, and up you get. And then you just you do it again. And then and yeah, and you know you don't get paid or anything. You just do it for the love of it because you know what else are you gonna do on a Wednesday night? Just, at home and just watch TV. Yeah, brilliant. Um, okay, time for a interesting section. We've got um, a load of questions for Ben. Oh God, I saw some of these. I'm quite scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should be Ben. Uh, stories, but yeah, because there's some there's, they're quite ambiguous. Some of them, so I have to explain. I have to explain what they are, which is going to take longer. And it's gonna, and it's. I hope it's gonna be worth the answer, but if that makes sense. Okay. Story. So, which one should we go for? Okay. Right. We're gonna go with the first question, which is from Nick Jones, and he said, "Have you bought any more bungee straps recently?" 
<laughs> right okay so the lovely nick jones by the way absolutely adore, absolutely adornic he's like he's like what like he is he's one of my very very good friends lovely lovely guy uh so actually as uh, as you've never had the misfortune of seeing my stand-up most of my sets i will finish on a joke about um how unlucky i am in life and how uh you know i i think fuck it i'm just gonna end it all but i'm gonna end it all in style I'm talking autoerotic asphyxiation, right? And I talk about autoerotic asphyxiation. Do you know? Do I have to explain what that is, Ashley? Or are we? No, are we I, I I completely know. I mean, we're, I'm yeah. from the I'm from the southern part of the United States. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's practicing your physical education lessons. Isn't yeah, it? totally. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you get science, you get history, and you hang somebody's ass when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, but yeah, so like, yeah, so then I say how unlucky I am, so I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a wank and try and kill myself, and then I say, even then, I'm unlucky because I accidentally bought a bungee rope, mm-hmm. right? So then the joke is how I'd hit my head over and over again, and and then I hit the floor, and then my last line is, and even then I'm lucky because I think, oh, fuck, I should buy a helmet next time, right? And I say that, and then hopefully it goes down well. After you have the, a gash in your head from ceiling fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because because I'm because oh. I'm going I'm going ham. I'm going I'm going crazy. So so literally, uh, the answer to Nick's question. No, I haven't. I've never done that, by the way. I've had so many people come up to me and go, "Dude, did you actually do it?" I'm like, "No, no, no. It's a joke." <laughs> <laughs> it's a, like 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 the idea is hilarious to me. That's why I joke about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so. I to answer to answer the wonderful Nick's question. I have not purchased any bungee ropes at all. Uh, or or recently, I guarantee though. Now this has come out, I've never bought one. I guarantee comedians are just going to buy them for me, and I'm going to have to like turn up to gigs with bungee ropes, and they're going to be like, "Do it on stage." I'm like, "No." You should get the ones with like the, and you're like, "Dude, I finally bought one." <laughs> yeah, just go on stage. You know when people like, haul things, like they put those little hooky things. I don't know if they'd have that in Europe, but here in the United States, they have like little bungee cords, and they have hooks on the both ends. And then you can just say, I'm hanging myself with this thing. And they're like really small, but they stretch. Man, if they hit you, they hurt your ass, man. You know, so you can say that you you tried to do it with this. And then it basically like, you tried to kill yourself and it just basically kicked your own ass. There you go. There you go. My joke's going to work across the pond. And and people said my stuff wouldn't translate outside of the UK. Get in there. There we go. I just need to go to these venues with those weird bungee cords. Okay. Right, I'm going to say this because we had this issue last week. Um, what Zoom does is because you're only limited to 40 minutes, what it does is it turns itself off, but then you can still start it up again. So if it does cut off, do not panic. Just en- re-enter the room and we can continue from where we left off. It does that. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, right. Let's, let's try and get through this second question, which is from Callum Pryor. He asks, yeah. are you still wearing the leather jacket Callum told you to burn? Ah, so the, again, the, 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 my friend Callum Pryor. So me and Callum met the, the night I saw you. That's the first time we met each other, uh, me and Callum. Yeah. The first thing he said to me, without saying hello, without saying anything, he just looked at me and just went, the jacket doesn't spear. First thing he said to me, right? And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And then we kind of became friends from there. 
Okay, I was like, ah, oh, that's a hell of an intro. That's not what I'm used to. Hey, let's be friends, right? Uh, so the answer is no. I have not burnt my lesbian jacket. Uh, it, it is a proud, it is a proud uh, accessory for my comedy. I have not burnt it, despite Callum's request and probably many others requested. Uh, no, I haven't burnt it because again, that's just that. I don't know. I just, I, I just enjoy wearing a leather jacket because I think it makes. I, because in my head, I feel like a rock star, but in everyone else's eyes, I look like a bit of a creep. So it, it's a win-win, really. See, uh. see, in New York, you would kind of just be like a hipster. Like, it, it would yeah. actually not be out too out of the norm. And even if you put some eyeliner or something, like, literally, it would be okay. Yeah, literally. Uh, they, totally they would totally accept you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. But I, I love it though, because I, I love like the like because obviously because I say I'm I'm 21, so like mm -hmm. I know, but I I'm like I look young. I look like I'm I look like I'm 18. I look like, like, I'm not even joking. I got ID'd for an energy drink the other day. Yeah, no, I no, I did, and you have to be 16 to buy it. <laughs> you have to be, you have to be I go, I'm right? not gonna lie. I, 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 I get ID'd for everything, so I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I got ID. I got ID. I got ID for the energy drink the other day. That's what I'm saying. Because I look so young, and then I walk on with the jacket, with the with the nails, with the big boots, and everything. And like you just know the audience are looking like, what the bloody hell? And then I talk a really rich and I end my act on trying to end my life with a bungee rope. Like it just, it's a yeah. I mean, it's a, <laughs> I'm not for everyone. What is up with this dude? Yeah, exactly. I'm. I'm not for every. I'm not for everyone. But I hope the people that do like me do like me. Like, you know what I mean? Enjoy my stuff. I hope there is an audience there. Because if not, I just sound like a kind of insane guy just rambling in the corner, which is fine. But I would like at least to have someone that would enjoy my stuff. Oh, that sounds like the neighbor I have that's been shot in the ass like ten times. There like, you go. I mean... <laughs> Hell of a segue, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? No, dude, I mean, literally, guy's been shot in the ass 10 times, and he gets pensions, like, everywhere from that. And he just walks around the neighborhood just aggravating the shit out of everybody. Can I ask a question? Like, is, so, you know, he's, so he's been shot in the ass 10 times? Yeah. Right, can you, how can he tell? Does he whistle everywhere he goes? <laughs> no, he can't go, he can't go, he can't go through, <laughs> he can't go through the metal detectors at the airport. <laughs> Oh, what? Because he's got a hole in it. What's he? Oh, yeah, right. Dude, he literally was a war. He was a war hero, and he he worked for the NYPD, and he just <laughs> shot in the ass. I mean, that was like a million dollar ass. Because every time he gets shot oh. in the ass, he makes more money. So he got shot in the ass in the army. Is that, well, is that what he got shot in the ass, and then like the. I mean, it's kind of a sad story. I mean, so the I mean, guy that. I hilarious to me. Then all of a sudden, like the 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 general like fell on top of him and he died. So that's the only reason the guy lived through the war. But before, why he went down was because he got shot in the ass. Do you know? What I love. Do you know? What I love the idea of thing. You know, when you hear all these veterans that are like, "Oh, I, I served here. I served there. I got <laughs> yeah. shot in the ass." And this guy goes, "I got shot in the ass." Like it just doesn't sound like that romantic, does it? And then yeah, he worked in the Bronx and here in New York, and so yeah. he was like chasing some criminal or whatever and then like he turned around again and now like we'll chip in and stuff oh i was telling him about my neighbor being shot in the ass so he was like running after some criminal and he was shot in the ass so like after a while i think they just retired him from you know the military and the police <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. hey man you've been shot in the ass enough you can have a pension yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. 
like now he walks up and down the neighborhood and we'll have the window open or something and he'll just holler into our uh, into our window like if we're home he wants to like hang out and like have like a pot of coffee or some shit and literally my boyfriend's one day goes shut the fuck up nick and keep going and he just keeps going you just have to just right. you can literally just scream at him he doesn't right. care <laughs> Oh, mate, I just, I just can't believe. I, the, the, there's like, I just love the idea that like, I got shot for this country in my head. Well, I got shot in the ass. Like, I just love the idea. Like that just, that, know, that, right? that, that makes me so happy that like I, you, hear, you hear so many of those like old veteran stories, and then really oh, listening to is someone getting shot in the ass. It's quite funny. So I knew a guy that would went to Vietnam, and he's like a songwriter, and like. But see, like, he kind of is going through flashbacks every once in a while. He's a real cool guy, but, like, you know, imagine if you're the woman dating this guy. It's just, like, every once in a while he'll, yeah. like, jump out of a truck or some shit. And yeah. so, like, he had, he just recently got married or something, and he'd had some health issues. And all of a sudden, one day, he wanted to drive the car, and he just got really mad at his new wife. And he just, and so he just threatened to jump out of the car. So this woman just, like, calls us, you know? It's just like... Michael just jumped out of the car. I don't know why he's doing that to me. He just had a heart attack. I mean, just, just screaming and yelling about it. And I said, no, nah, dude, you understand. That's, he just does that every once in a while. She goes, what do you mean he does that every once in a while? I said, no, nah. it's just like he has a flashback and he wants to jump the fuck out of the car. He gets the gun and tries to shoot your ass. I mean, you just got to tell him that don't shoot me. Go shoot the guy over there. You know, I mean... <laughs> you know and she's like you're telling me this is normal i said no nah, it's totally normal you just gotta like understand when he's about to jump out of the car and give him something else to do usually you give him like a musical instrument or something like a dog right yeah, yeah like so a that dog. way he like and she just her face at me and it says she calls his brother next and he said the same shit like it was you just have to give him something constructive to do until it passes like Hey, so America is a whole different world, man. Shit. Oh, I know. Like, that's, that's so mental. That's crazy. First thing I get shot in the ass, but oh, it's all right. If he comes up to try and shoot, you just throw him a ball. He's fine. He loves playing catch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. And it's like, oh, just give him a guitar. It's like every time he, he would go, literally write a hit song. I'm not kidding yeah. you. Yeah, like, give him a good. Nobody him a knows about him in America. Yeah, like, give him a guitar. He can play Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I mean, I get. Uh, I know he's like a famous songwriter here in the United States, and nobody no knows that this guy. Every time he goes in one of these like crazy ass episodes, he writes a hit song. But it's usually somebody gives him a guitar so that they don't get fucking shot. Like I mean, <laughs> it's I a real. I just imagine the na- the na- the neighborhood that he lives in. Everyone's got guitars I mean, on their back. This is back in Oklahoma. No, you don't understand. When I was a kid, we lived in this small town in Oklahoma, and this guy every Friday night would get drunk, and he would ride a miniature donkey down Main Street to where they did the rodeo thing and at the end of the night his wife always knew he was drunk and would come pick him up in the horse put him in the car and the horse and the horse trailer would just fucking leave like (laughs) i mean this guy was like had a bottle of of bourbon and he was literally drinking it and riding this mule with these overalls like down up and down the main street because it was a really small town so he would go up and down the main street and then he would pass out at like the rodeo thing and like the, his wife just knew and she just pick his ass up and pick the horse up and just go back home with like like it was nothing and it's like every friday 
that's love right there that's love right there you know when, that is so much love when you, when your old man that's what they would call him gets drunk and just runs up and down the main street and then when he gets tired you just bring the car and bring him home with the animal do, in it do you reckon he was doing that for like 20 years just waiting for a woman to like help him out and bring him home can he was just trying to look for a woman being like, oh no come on someone eventually is going to help me out and then she came along and she was probably like, man yeah, he, he was a trip and he was like the loudest dude so you could hear him going up and down main street the whole time Fuck. like it, it, it was so <laughs> retarded Fuck oh god okay so we we actually do have two more questions get through surprisingly Okay, so this this next one is from William Turtle. Yeah, um, I, I I have no idea who this person is, but um, thanks for your it's question. A yeah, he, he's a, he's he's one of my best friends. Yeah, he he asked Ben, who is the most defensive player in the game? Uh, that's me, uh, and I'll I'll explain the story behind this. Right, so. Right, so the most offensive player in the game is me, and he will dispute this and say it's him, but it is me, right? So this is this is a good tie-in, actually. Actually, so we used to play Madden as a kid. We used to, when I was when I was like sixteen, I used to play Madden. I used to play Madden What's on that? the oh on the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, on, on oh, like yeah, PlayStation. Okay. Yeah, so I used to play that, right? And as you know, in American sports, they have an award called the Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah. So this is actually quite a good tie-in. This is coming together very well, right? So, right, basically what we would do when we were younger, so like 16, like 16 years old, like we'd come around my house and we'd get drunk and then I would keep playing him at Madden and he'd be better than me, but I'd like keep stopping him to which I would drunkenly shout at like five in the morning, I'm the best goddamn defensive player in the goddamn <laughs> year game. Like I'd just scream at him all the time and like dude, I would, dude, yeah. That's football season at my family's house like every weekend. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> Like, that's what I was trying to imitate, but just a drunk 16-year-old <laughs> screaming in his parents' house. Like, it was just, like, it was all so... So the answer is me, but that's basically where that came from. And every, every time we see each other now, like, we'll do something, and we'll just be like... And he'll be like, oh, mate, you suck. Well, let's shut up, man. I'm Defensive Player of the Year. You shut the... Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it's like, now that is the... But, yeah, honestly, I used to, like... I used to go mental. I used to scream in his face, like, smashing things, like, shouting, I am the Defensive Player of the Year. So there's a reason I've got... So, 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 so this, there's a reason I've gone sober. Like, there's a reason that I don't drink. <laughs> I think I can work out why. Yeah, and there's several more. There's like you're gonna need at least three more podcasts for me to take you through oh, Jesus every God. harrowing story that I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, I've I yeah, I've done I've done I've done some like oh god, I my my trousers fell down outside of a nightclub once, um, in front of everyone, in front of a whole smoking area full of people. My trousers <laughs> were down uh, because I was getting carried out of the nightclub. Oh my uh, god! Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I heard about this story on um our lampoon on the um lampoon yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I've 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 puked all over a friend uh on a on a night out. I've just puked all over them, like while we were sat at the table, I just puked on them. Uh, I've sent oh drunken text messages, nothing dodgy, but just like that's the difference between me. You see, so most guys when they send drunken text messages, like oh darling, show us your tits or whatever, right? Whereas mm -hmm. my 
Whereas my drunken texts are like, I just love you so much. I think you're I love you guy. Yeah, I am the drunk I love you guy. Like, so don't worry, ladies. I won't be saying that you text them, oh, no. show us these. But I'll just be like, I just, I just love you so much. I think you're awesome. And like, yeah. Oh, so my God. So I again, can give yeah. you one. Yeah. So again, that's why I didn't drink. Yeah, go on. Tell, tell me one story, go on. So... I, me and my friend, we were in college, right? And my friend had inherited this building. So As after you did, the, yeah. yeah, after this football game, we like, where I went to school, like we literally went to this strip bar because we, we yeah. only hung out with these football, these one football guys because we could you literally park in their yard. We, were, nice. we, we didn't talk to them for the rest of the year, just during football season. So we nice. get to this bar and it's a strip club come to find out this lady running with these tassels on her tits like it, at the door and she was renting an apartment from my friend <laughs> and she's like oh I don't know didn't know that you visited here the tassels just kept going around and my friend was like completely mortified yeah oh my yeah so I was yeah I was the absolute worst drunk so that's yeah. why I didn't drink anymore. So then I was like, then, but then I stopped, I stopped drinking and then I started doing more stand-up and being more focused on that. So it, it's a blessing in disguise. But the thing about drinking is like, so when you give up drinking, you're meant to be like, it's the most enlightening thing I've ever done in my life. But really it sucks. It sucks so bad. But you're not meant to say that. You're meant to be like, I just love the way the world looks now that I'm sober. <laughs> Uh, like I, 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 I love the fact that you know I can have Sundays off. Like I hate it. I hate getting up. Like you know what I mean. I just I prefer. You know what I mean. And I hate to say it, I, I, you know, I, you know, but no, I, I'm glad I don't drink. But you know, I don't. I certainly. It's not as enlightening as it makes out to be. It's, it's good, but it's not. It's not like you know, getting drunk. Drinking, getting drunk is better. But I don't do it. Mm, I think. I think with me, when I, when I get drunk. Surprisingly, I do get drunk. Um, when I when I get drunk, two things will happen. A, I will either piss everyone else off who's within a five mile radius of me. Yeah. Or I will end up going home and crying in a corner. Ah, see, this is the thing, right? So apparently, when I was drunk, so for the first like two hours, I would be hilarious. Apparently, I'd be really funny. I'd be like, you know, making everyone laugh, whatever. And then it got to like three, four hours, and then I'd be crying. I'd be like crying what about is that? Oh, oh mate honestly I was a nightmare this is why I needed to stop I was like, it kind of got to a point where I was like right then maybe just stop drinking hmm? and then, like, then eventually like you do but yeah mate yeah it got it got, it got pretty bad but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that, that I don't anymore it's definitely worth it definitely yeah because I think I think I told this story I can't remember what episode it was on of this um podcast but um Last New Year's Eve, when I got drunk, I decided to run around my whole block of flats building, banging on everyone's door, shouting, there's a terrorist in the building. Ah, oh brilliant. my God. <laughs> and then my best mate had to then confront everyone once they had all been evacuated out of their flats. And then tell, and then tell, him that, then tell them that you weren't the terrorist. No, they had... He had to say to everyone, look, there's no terrorist in the building. My mate is completely and utterly fucked. Yeah, well, no, I, I could just, I could imagine, but like, yeah, I would, I would, if someone was knocking on my door saying there's a terrorist in the building, I'd be like, oh, that's probably the person there. That's probably the, that's probably the guy. That's probably the guy that's doing it. 
So yeah, that's quite. I, would, I still get dirty looks now. Like seven months in, I still get dirty looks from every single neighbor. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but neighbors neighbors the worst anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, no, at, at our house, they would probably just think we have a friend that's been staying with us. They would we they would probably just think it's the dude upstairs. We just hand him the dude and lock him out. Like <laughs> this is the culprit. This is the guy. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's it's Frankie age. We already know it. It's Frankie age. Just take him. Like <laughs> he's one of the countries. We know it. Just take him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Oh, 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 that's brilliant. So, so far in this question section, we've learned that Ben hasn't brought any bungee ropes. Nope. We've learned that you're not going to burn your leather jacket. No, that's staying with me. That's staying. We've, we've learned that you're the most defensive player in the game. Yeah, goddamn right I am, Kim. And I love God you. Goddamn so right, much. bitch. Goddamn right. <laughs> Next time you see me, I want you to bring me up on stage and I want you to intro me like that. I want you to say, this guy is the best goddamn defensive player in the goddamn game. It's Ben McLaughlin and then I'll do my stand-up. Yeah, all so, we have to do, this is the thing, this is how easy it is to do it. All, all we have to do is we have to get the guy running it, the MC. We have to get him to put me on before you. That's all we have to do. No, <laughs> yep, no contracts, fine. no money changing hands. Just look, I go there. I introduced the most defensive player in the game. Simple. Yeah, and that's me. Yeah, so yeah, that's what we've learned. Um, and I'm happy that we've learned it. And we've surprisingly still got one question left to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one. Right, okay. This one is going to take some explaining. I saw this one, and it is going to take some explaining. Right. So, the question is, Ben. Hold on, I have to move the screen slightly because otherwise it... Yeah, okay. Okay, so, Ben, as a young man who's constantly fought to become a fantastic comedian, giving up countless hours of sleep and missing events following your dream, would you do it all for Shearer? Now, the, <laughs> the answer, the thing is, there is no straight answer to this question. Now, the, so the, the, right, okay, so the Shearer, so this is, this is he, again, Tom, Tommy is, is a very good friend of mine. And uh, basically, he will forever wind me up because I've never had a girlfriend or never had any kind of relationship, right? So he will wind me up forever and be like, you finally need to do it, right? So then I said, oh, I'm meeting up with this girl soon, which happened to be the girl that I threw up on, by the way, uh, when I got drunk. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, so anyway, so, so then, uh, and this, the, and I swear this is God's own street. So he said, he said, Ben, you need, he was trying to give me this like rousing speech. <laughs> like, you need to do this, Ben. This is, this, you need to be a man, right? He was giving me this rousing speech. And he just said to me at the end, he said, you need to do it for Shearer, right? Which is, which is a footballer uh, in the UK that we were talking about, like, like 10 minutes before. And then literally, as I got out of the car, before I'm about to go on this date with this girl, uh, he just shouts, "Do it for Shearer, Ben! Do it for oh, fucking no. Shearer!" So, so yeah, so, so that's what mean. That's what doing it for Shearer means. And occasionally, he will just send me like a picture of Alan Shearer, and just say, "Do it for Shearer." So that's what that means. Uh, and would I do it? Would I do all of this open mic comedy stuff? And would I go countless hours and do it all again? Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know, right? I would. But would I do it for Shearer? I don't know. But, uh, but, yeah, but so yeah, that's what that means. And it was a very, it, I did laugh because it's very well put. But basically, yeah, that's what the story is. That The story is him screaming at me 
do it for Shearer, then do it for Shearer. And I did do it for Shearer because I threw up on her. So I, so I, I mucked up. I, uh, I, I didn't do it for Shearer. Okay. So um, I'm just slightly confused now. Yeah, go on. I'm very confused as to what the fuck I've just listened to. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I mean, that's probably what half of your viewers are going to be thinking. I mean, actually, this is the first time we've met, and you're probably thinking the same thing about me, right? Well, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I've been in the entertainment industry all my life. Quite honestly, everybody's a weirdo. And I live in New York, where a drag queen like <laughs> and like you'll have some damn tourist that like stops every five minutes with a camera, and you have to push them in the street on the other side. So actually, nothing. I nothing really affects me. That's right. I mean, I mean, you could have put that like you could have put that a lot nicer, you know. Instead of going, no, then you're not a freak. He went, well, I know lots no, of no, things. No, so no, don't worry. I'm very, I'm very honest, you know. So no, 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 no. I, I was kidding. I was, I was kidding. Freak, then you weirdo freak. It's all right. No, I, mean, it's I was kidding. Okay I, I, weirdo freak. I was kidding. I love it. I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's be honest. I, I'm, I can't claim I'm any other way. The thing, do you know what funny, do you know what funny thing was about that? I didn't even know I was weird until I was about twenty. And then, and then the penny, then the penny started to drop. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm the weird one. I mean, I mean like, I, yeah, it took, it took, it took me a while for the, uh, for, for, for the pennies to drop. Oh. But you know, we're, we're happy that now I have no more pennies. They're all dropped. Brilliant. So, um, I think a question for me, really, Ben, is what can people expect from you once this lockdown is over? Or what? Actually, before we go into that question. What have you been doing during lockdown? Um, eating cookies at noon, um, writing lots of jokes, staying awake far too much, uh, just kind of keeping busy. Well, trying to, but not really. Like, just, just literally, mate, I'm just like, just write, literally, I'm just doing exactly the same, just writing jokes all the time. But the thing is, you know, obviously I can't say them to an audience, so I'm just kind of waiting to get back out there and shout them at some people. Yeah, because um, obviously recently um, some of the guests who have been on the show, for example, Craig Parker, Callum, and who did we have last week? Dan. Dan or Crackhead Jesus. Um, Crackhead Jesus. Yeah. I love all those guys, by the way. I love what to say. Crackhead Jesus. Just the fact that you call yourself Crackhead Jesus, you've earned my respect. Oh mate, he's such a dude. He's like, I'm way, I'm way too good looking to, way too good looking to do comedy. Uh, so look at, literally, I'm like, oh my god, like, like he'll literally, he'll literally say something. Like the thing is, he's from Gosport, which is like a really like rough area, and you'll be like, I, sw- you're not from Gosport. You're like a, you're like a robot. Dude, that the fact that he's crackhead Jesus from Gospel, holy shit, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm from America. If you're if your name's Crackhead Jesus from Gospel, oh, that shit's going on television. <laughs> hey, yeah, there you go, Dan. There you go, Dan. Start your career in America, mate. There you go. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, what the fuck were we talking about? Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, me, me, Craig, Dan, and Callum. We've all started yeah. now doing sort of outdoor gigs now. So it's yeah. sort of helped us in a way. And yeah. I think the ironic thing really is that because you're on the other way, you're so close to the gig. You're just a hovercraft away from the gig. 
Yeah. But the problem is, mate, is the ferry times and everything like that. Like, ferries are being shut down quite quickly. So, but no, I'll have to come to one definitely. Like, I will definitely come to one for sure. But, but like, but yeah, like at the moment, unfortunately, with all the ferries and everything, like, like, you know what I mean? You have to be very, very careful and stuff like that. Because the problem is, is if I, if I go to the gig, and it, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden I can't get back, which has happened to all of my friends. Just you know, yeah, walk around Portsmouth, look homeless, and see how much you can get. <laughs> yeah, I got fifty. But I got fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got I got fifty p last time, so maybe I could up my total. Uh, so, and obviously, going back to the other question was, um, what can people expect from you once you sort of come out of forced hibernation? If that's yeah, the, forced yeah, hibernation. Yeah. Well, uh, I think well they can expect me just to be saying lots of weird shit in in rooms, and you know what I mean. And like, no, but like I say, at the moment I'm writing the the show I'm planning to take to all the festivals, so it will just be me writing that, working on that, and then hopefully, you never know, mate, we could do well at all the festivals. But that's obviously not the aim at the moment. The aim is just to get a good show together. So that's what I'm. That's what they'll be like. So expect that. Expect a expect a weird kid be screaming on, on on a stage near you about how much of a loser he is. But hopefully it'll be funny. Yeah. Um, well, I, def- I definitely find the um, video funny. Just, you know, just... Thank you very much, mate. Sitting in like, a bar or, or sometimes even a back room in a theatre, looking at a guy in a leather jacket going, everyone else in this room is going, what the fuck is this? And I'm there going, yeah. this guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. I, yeah, I, I yeah. like your look. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like it. If, I think it's cool looking myself. Do oh, it for Shira, Ben. Do it for Shira. Do it for Shira. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <Do it for laughs> <sure. laughs> that's that's the only reason I do that look. Yeah, do it for Shira. I love it, man. But yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. The, the the first gig I met you, yeah, I think half the crowd really digged what I was doing. And the other just the other crowd were like, "Oh my god, this is not how we wanted our Wednesday to go." <laughs> yeah, they were they, like they they, they they were kind of looking at me like, "Um, does he need a hug? Does anyone want to hug him? I'm not sure. Does he does he need a he needs help? Help him!" And then like and the other half were laughing. You know, you oh say- yeah, I remember what gig this was. Now this is the one where I did um a poem called Angry Feet, which, which yes. wasn't, wasn't even my material. <laughs> Was it, was it not? I thought it was no, yours. No, it weren't mine, but no one noticed it, so I got away with it. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, um, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was that room, weren't we? We were in like a big yeah. theater room because the other room yeah, was we were. out of action. Yeah, with the yeah with the with the lovely guys who run the point there, they're, they're they're amazing those guys. So you no, know, I say I'll definitely be back there and definitely be uh be shouting God knows what. But I love doing rooms like that where half of them get what you're doing and the other half go, oh my! And then you obviously try your hardest to try and win everyone over and try and you know try and get the whole room laughing, which can happen. And sometimes you can lose the room and sometimes you have no one laughing at the end, which is <laughs> where it hasn't happened to me too often, but it ha- I've it has happened. Don't get me wrong. Um, let's I think let's sum up the show with a question of. Because recently, in a lot of the episodes, we've been talking about how comedians have been dealing with hecklers. Now, have you dealt with hecklers? Uh, uh, have you had any hecklers, Ben? Or are they- oh, dude, I've had I've had so many heckles. I've had so many goddamn heckles. What's your favorite? So, what, so oh god, I'm trying to think. I had like so uh, so I had 
No, it wasn't even like ah, oh, no, because the thing is, like, I had like quite bad. I got called. I got called a B-Tech Alan Carr by someone, uh, which is like a low version Alan Carr. I got called, which I just responded and you know, kind of like made fun of his double denim and stuff like that because you know he's wearing double denim, which is which is worthy of um. I'm just trying to think. No, but I've had I've had quite funny ones. Like, like, so I've had like quite nice heckles sometimes. So like, I've said like, oh, I'm 21 years old and I'm just finally getting my life back together kind of thing. And then someone will say, oh, you're like a phoenix from the ashes. I'm like, what the hell do I say to that? Thanks very much. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't mind heckles at all. If anything, in a weird way, I sort of welcome them. Because I think it's, it, it just makes you better when you get heckled. And, you know what I mean? If you, can, if you can have fun with an audience, like, you obviously, you don't just insult them. You know what I mean? You just kind of, you know, you just kind of make fun of yourself in a way and kind of do it that way. And it's fun. I, I yeah, I've been, I, I think like my third ever gig, I got heckled. So like I, I, so basically I used to have to wear a plastic leg brace. I used to have to wear a plastic leg brace. I don't anymore, but I used to have to. And um, basically I used to have this joke where I used to say like, oh, I've got a plastic leg. And then someone just shouted in the front row. Someone just shouted, prove it. And I went, excuse me. And they went, prove it. And I went, okay, sure. So then I got my plastic leg out. And then she was like, oh yeah, cool, you've pre and then I put my and then I, you know, and then I then I put it away. And then um and then she was looking all proud of herself and like, oh yeah, this is good. And I looked at her and I said, I've also got a plastic penis as well, madam, if you'd like to see that. To which the whole room <laughs> you know, to which the whole room exploded and I was like, Oh, okay, this is cool. This is you know. And so yeah, that was probably my first actual experience of heckling. And I think I did all right. And then, yeah, ever since then, I've just had lots of funny ones. I lots of funny people, like, say certain things to me. Um, oh, I can't, I can't even think of any right now. But, like, but, yeah, no, yeah, no. So, yeah, but that, that was probably one of the funnier ones. Uh, yeah, and, that, you know, but I've never had a, I've never had a gig, like, from a heckle that's, like, derailed the show. I've seen it happen where, like, someone's got heckled and it's just derailed the show. But, but like, I've never had anything derail the show. Whether it could happen now I've set the challenge, I don't know. I, I got heckled by sandwiches once. That was fun. So like I st- I was doing I was doing my set and then the, and someone just started handing out sandwiches. I was like, am I being heckled by a light lunch snack? I am. And like people were more concerned with the sandwiches than my act. Uh, I I think I think my first heckle was I think it was on like my tenth or eleventh gig, which was about probably a year and a half after I started. So for a while. During all my gigs, I'll be like, yeah, if someone heckles me, I'm going to put them fucking down. The first heckle I get, I stand there for the remainder of my 10-minute set, considering at this point I'm about three or four minutes in. I just stand there, leaning on the mic for about seven or eight minutes, going very quietly to myself, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. And I come back with, yeah. it's your own time you're wasting. Nice. I mean, you know, I mean, that sounds like a hell of a bad story, but, but like, you know, but you know, like, you know, it's, you, you know, you, you learn from every, you learn from every experience, like, just like you learn from any, any other gig or any other opportunity, you learn from everything, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing, you do learn from it. So that, you know, that, you'll be laughing at that story when you keep going, you'll be laughing at it and going, oh, do you remember when I did this? And then someone will heckle you in the future and you'll be like, and then you'll say something funny and then like, you'll go, oh, okay. So, you know, so that, it just all swings and roundabouts, mate. It's all swings and roundabouts. Yeah, I think, I think my favourite on stage moment as a comedian, I think, 
was, I think it was when we, when you and me did the Kings and I asked an audience member to rename someone in the story. So I, I went for this guy, I can't remember where he was. I think it was front, front row or second row back. And I said to him, what's your name? And he said, Dave. Now, normally, no, I know that doesn't sound funny, but I turned very slightly, bowed my head, and next minute, the whole room's going. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And then I had to ruin that sentimental moment with, okay, in that case, hello, dad. Oh my God. I had to ruin that sentimental moment. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, like, that, that, that gig was a lot of fun though it still is that, that gig of the Kings is great fun brilliant um, I think we shall start wrapping up so uh, one thing I like to do with uh, pretty much all my comedian guests that come on the show is I ask them to sort of promote themselves for about 30 seconds to maybe 60 seconds tell people where they can find you not, not, not if you're a stalker. Obviously, if you're a stalker, yeah. you you know where to find him. But yeah, but, yeah, they do. I mean, I mean, I could give you their address, and I could tell you, I could, I could then forward it that way. But yeah, all I'll say is during that, all you'd hear on on the um uh, final version of the podcast, all you'd hear is their address is beep. Ah, nice. <laughs> no, what you do, what I used to do in college, there was this chick that I knew that she, I didn't like her very much, so these dudes would hit on me, and I would literally just give her phone number. Nice, yeah. My friend, my friend, she used to, uh, so, so if guys asked for her number, she used to give the number for a pizza delivery place. Oh, yeah, and that's I, a common thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then I said, I said, I said, why, I said, why would you, why would you give them a pizza delivery place? And she said, well, at least when they're sad, when I haven't, when they realise I've rejected them, at least then they can be happy and order pizza. I was like, that's quite a nice idea. What well, What would yeah. happen with this woman that her husband would pick up all the time? It'd be all these random dudes. <laughs> like, that's really funny. <laughs> it was like hello there. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, but yeah um yeah pr- promotion um you can find me on facebook at ben mclaughlin comedian um you can find i don't really do a lot of social media activity like i'll up, i'll upload when when i need to like promote something so like if i've got a new show coming i'll put it on there but like you won't hear me go like oh so i had toast the other day what about toast guys i don't really do that so don't worry if you do like my page i won't be clogging up your newsfeed. not until i have a show out anyway uh, so yeah, there and um, on on Twitter, I'm that comedian Ben, which I thought was a decent Twitter handle. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it, man. And yeah, just just stay tuned to that if you want to come along. And um, I'm sure um, I'm sure you know I'm sure that we'll cross paths with other people and stuff like that. And we can yeah we can promote shows differently. But yeah, but that, that that's mainly how I promote my stuff. Yeah, it's uh, through Facebook and Twitter. So. Ben McLaughlin comedian on Facebook, and then that comedian Ben on Twitter. That is brilliant. Um, I did not even know you had Twitter. Well, where did you When I'm on Twitter, I'm just moaning at everyone. I'm just moaning when someone does something wrong. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you. Here's my show coming up. Go see it. Fuck you. Nice. Oh shit! I should quickly say actually, I've also got a, I've also got an Instagram page that I don't actually deal with. My friend deals with it because she's like, you need to get Instagram. I was like, I don't have Instagram. So she just made me one. Why not? Every lesbian has Instagram. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to go against the curve. Lesbians. 
Yeah, I'm trying to be. I'm trying. You know what I mean? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be a different lesbian. I'm trying to be against the curve. But uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So it's also Ben McLaughlin comedy on Instagram as well. So yeah, follow those, please. Brilliant. Um, Ashley's yeah. already trying to find you already. By the looks no, of it. I am. I'm already like stalking you. Oh look, I got you again. So there we go. I friended you on Instagram and Twitter, but. No, it, you are so funny, and it's so great to meet you. And I, I mean, I have, I have laughed harder than I've laughed in a while. So thank you. Oh, so thank you, man. No, a pleasure. No, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, like, you never know. We might see um Ben McLaughlin over in um USA in some some yeah, point. I mean, I mean, I would a hundred percent be game for that. I mean, we we actually in our on our show we have a show here in the United States that we shoot a lot of skits, and and the guy I work with, Willie. He actually is from the project, so it's always kind of funny. Like we told him about a pub crawl the other day, and he didn't know what the pub crawl was. He literally thought he was supposed to like crawl on the ground and like, go to one. I'm like, dude, no! Like, <laughs> like, no! You just get drunk. You don't get drunk and crawl. Like he literally thought it was getting drunk and crawling. So we've been <laughs> this whole thing of him thinking that he's a, you know, he's gonna get drunk and crawl. You know, it's like, yeah. You know, it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> That's a hell of a skip. But yeah, no, you know, obviously, no. Thank you very much, guys. It's been really good fun. Thank you. Yeah. So um, we better start doing the outro, which normally at this time in any sort of episode we've done ends up fucking up. That's <laughs> right. You got this, Kim. I believe in you. No, no. What it does is Zoom keeps going like this. So I'll start doing the outro and then it'll go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound like you quacked. <laughs> what? Okay. Wah. Wah. <laughs> oh man! Right, I that's it. No, that's no. We need to write a stand-up show now called Quack. Yeah, Quack. you do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Snap and Quack. Yeah. I have an attorney that I work with that I literally like meow, and he thinks there's a cat in the office all the time. Like, brilliant. Fucker hasn't figured it out yet. What a dumbass. <laughs> 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 I was like, I think I'm gonna like start crowing like a chicken next and see if he like goes and looks for a fucking chicken. <laughs> like, her, man. I do this shit to well. all the time. You're <laughs> well, to be fair. You're well. Okay, I'm just, I, I am not. I am not gonna crack up because then this is gonna go all over the place. <laughs> no, because it'll be like. <laughs> Yeah, mate, this is, this is going to be so fun for you to edit down. This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> Wait, did you not see? Right, we, episode three, we did an entire episode on one thing, and we ended up recording for three hours. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, only little... managed, I only managed to edit it down to two hours four, so I'm proud of myself <laughs> for that. Yeah, well played. I mean, yeah, it's going to be so fun for you to edit this down. I, I like this, this, this is the best thing about, like, I love going on my friends' podcasts, but I'm never getting my own because fuck that editing. I am not doing that. I'll just come up and wreck the show and then I'll leave again. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah, the most but... defensive player in the game. No, you're the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you're are. the guy who fucks up every <laughs> single podcast. The guy who's doing like oh, video right. games, like running right into the computer and kicking his own ass. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, oh, I'm the defensive player of the goddamn year. I'm going to ages. I'm going to now. I'm going to honestly. I'm going to finish my sets like that now. Well, actually, I'm going to go. And by the way, everyone, I just want to let everyone know that I am the most goddamn defensive player in the goddamn game. Thank you. Oh my god! Right. Drop the mic. Boom. Yeah, and then just leave. Yeah. Go on, like, <laughs> okay. come on, Kim. I want to hear this outro, man. I want to hear this outro. Yeah. Okay. 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 Okay.
Yeah, because we tried doing that about three minutes ago, and then we, <laughs> this is what happens in every episode. <laughs> and now she's laughing. Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to tell one really quick story before we go into the outro. Earlier today, I got the witness. My mum have a sexist rant with a tin opener. Brilliant. With a what? With a, with a can opener or a tin opener. Oh, my God! <laughs> right, the story was that I asked her to open some tins for me because my tin slash can opener decided to go, fuck you, I'm not going to work for you. And she's trying to open like a tin of potatoes and, and she's having a go. She's going, fucking, fucking. And, and I'm like, you okay, mum? And she's like, she's like, why, why would you work? You, <laughs> I try not to say it without laughing. But she, <laughs> she said, why won't this fucking cunting thing work? This fucking sticking fucking cock sucking cunt. Nice. And then she, she turns to me. She, no, she, she starts getting angry again. And she starts saying, you can definitely tell this is made by men because women would never do this. Brilliant. It's and I'm like, Mum, you're being sexist. Well, your eldest son had stood half, maybe two and a half meters away from you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's better than your mom pantsing you, man, running in the in the kitchen and like pulling your pants down and running like my mom does. <laughs> that's true. Oh, okay, right. We've got two minutes until Zoom boots <laughs> us out, so we better get. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Before Zoom said, "Fuck all of you." Um, so yeah, uh, this has been a, another episode of Reckless Comedy. I've been joined by the brilliant Ben McLaughlin, or as I call it, Ben McLaughlin. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's how it's spelled. But yeah, thanks, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, so uh, this has been Reckless Comedy. This has been episode nine. Join us next week when we will be joined by a brilliant lineup of comedians and luckily I've got it on my screen now I can do this really quickly because the lineup for the stand-up special next week next week me and Ashley will be joined by Craig Parker Sam Jackson Callum Pryor Perry Riley Jim Ringe and whoever else I can drag on so um yeah make sure you tune in next well, week maybe we should bring Willie on just for laughs yes yes that's your that's on your part though um, yeah, I, no, I can get him. I'll just tell him Saturday he needs to be on the show at this time. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this has been another episode of Reckless Comedy Podcast. Once again, big thank you to Ben for coming on to the show. No, yeah. absolute pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Yeah, so, nice to meet uh, you too, dude. Right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Kim Nash. I've been joined by my brilliant co-host. It's Ashley North here. And we- out, y'all. Yeah, y'all. We will see you all guys uh, next week for the stand-up special. You better bring, you might want to strap yourself to a chair because you're going to be falling off your chairs with laughter. We will Or bring your pampers. Yeah, or, or, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Right, we will see you guys next week. Stay safe, everyone.